at the second Lockdown Radio. I have never heard. With your hands lifted up, say, say it like this. Take the limits or return. Psalm 122, I was glad when they said unto me. I later heard they were singing it up at Third Baptist in San Francisco and was very excited about the piece. But as I began to look into it, I later discovered, it was, discovered that it was written by an AME Zion pastor in Boston, Massachusetts. Never given credit for it by the name of Lamone Hunter. And I would like, as you are able, for you to stand and sing this hymn as the AME Zions would. Uh, not only is the choir coming down the aisle, if you can remember when the choir used to sing with the mortarboards and that choir would come down the aisle and the congregation sang as powerfully as the, as the choir. Here's the hymn. I will pray 
You may be seated. Thank you. AME Zion, pastor and musician. I am going to ask, and I have asked uh, Reverend Vincent to come and introduce the next hymn on page 78, which was written by a bishop of the AME Church who is alive and well, Bishop E. and Byfield. And it is, Oh, Come Give Thanks, Reverend Vincent. It is my honor and delight to present this hymn. I happen to uh, know Bishop Byfield personally, as when I was in the fifth grade, she was the director of my children's choir. Amen. And, and we have had a long-standing relationship, and she is a wonderful songwriter, poet, um, composer, and so it's an honor to uh, lead this hymn that she wrote. Oh, come give thanks unto the Lord on page 78. Number 150. I had the privilege of spending 
time almost in like a little Sunday school lesson time with the Ebenezer Choir this morning and talk so much about the history of this very sanctuary and how many times we sing songs and don't even realize who wrote them and who they're attributed to. It was interesting that we ended the service today with the singing of uh, uh, Praise God from Whom All Blessings Flow and the arrangement that many of us know of uh, Praise God from Whom is a gospelized version of the English hymn tune, Duke Street. Now remember, from England. English hymn tune, but in this church, Roberta Martin said... Right here in this sanctuary, we sang that as our benediction, the very woman who wrote it, having been a member of this church. And there is, in this case, while we're talking about our African-American Episcopal brothers and sisters, African Methodist Episcopal brothers and sisters, this is a great hymn that Baptists thought they wrote it. We didn't know who wrote it. Maybe we thought somebody white wrote it. But ECDs and Nina B. Jackson were AMEs from Jacksonville, Florida. And together they collaborated on this wonderful text. And I want you to sing it like good African-American Christians, ecumenical Christians. Thank you. 
get up. interesting hymn by a man that we all know, Charles Albert Tinley. Even if the name doesn't ring a bell, you know we are often tossed and driven on the restless Thank you. 
But Charles Albert Tinley, born 1861, died 1933. Pastored in Philadelphia at a time when folk were leaving the South coming north for a promised land only to get there to discover there was none. So he was preaching and he was teaching and he was quite a social and political activist. So he would have been standing up about things that are not right. Here's a hymn that he wrote. This one didn't make the United Methodist hymn. This is one we had to dig and find. And I think you will see it in the text. With me, those of you who are reading it. A better day is coming.
But God the Lord shall triumph, and Satan's host shall fly. For wrong must cease, and righteousness shall conquer by and by. And he gets into the world. He says, no more shall angry nations in deadly conflict meet, while children cry and parents die in conquest or defeat. For Jesus Christ, the captain, will give the battle cry. The Holy Ghost will lead the host to victory by and by. Then he finds, no more shall lords and rulers the helpless victims press and bar the door against the poor and leave them in distress. But God, the King of glory, who hears the ravens cry, will give command that every man have plenty by and by. What a message for our time. I want you now to look at number 608 because it was because of our Seventh-day Adventist brothers and sisters that we began to really see more hymns of the second coming. I was just teaching a course in hymnology, and we were looking at the new heaven and the new earth hymns that were written about the new heaven and the new earth, or as we would call it theologically, eschatology eschatological hope, futuristic, uh, uh, whether it's uh, inaugurated or, or, uh, or what we call realized es uh, 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 eschatology. Very few songs we hear now talk about going on to heaven. We hear very few folk talking about getting right because we're going to have to meet God. Used to be that folks sang about when we die as we fly in the by and by, whatever, when we die. But now we just want it on the ground by the pound while we're brown and still around. That's realized eschatology. That means when you're dead, you're done. Ain't nothing else to happen. But there was a second coming, that eschatological hope that said, this ain't it. There's something else beyond this. So when they sang tenderly as by and by, when the morning comes, the saints together. Those of you who've ever been to a Pentecostal funeral of a saint, boy, that's something you don't miss. Because you haven't seen a revival that equals a funeral. Because they are celebrating the victorious transfer of a saint from this earth to the better world. Well, if you don't believe that, you know, no wonder you try to jump over in the casket and do what you didn't do in life. You know, but the Seventh-day Adventists have a very strict and a very adamant history about second coming in their theology. And this is one I learned second only to when we all get to heaven. And it's called Watch Ye Saints. Watch ye saints. Watch ye saints. 
Seventh-day Adventist brother. I want to move on to number 500 while we're close there. This, is there anybody here who loves my Jesus? This was arranged by the late Jeffrey Radford, who was the minister of music of many, for many years at the Trinity United Church of Christ. Let's stand and see if we can sing this. I like to think of this uh, Jeffrey being very influenced by the Christian being in Chicago, First Church Fellowship, Baptist, and I call the Chicago Sound, and it influenced his name. Thank <laughs> you. 
you now to look at number 511, and this is so appropriate in this place, where Thomas Dorothy was, and we don't sing this one. Thank you. 
Chicago sings him and not include number 97. Another great, great, great pioneer of this city, Kenneth Morris. Kenneth Morris wasn't trying to figure out what was the anthological argument for the existence of God, the teleological argument, the cosmological argument, all those things he in seminary, he just said, there are some things I may not know. He said, there are some places I can't go. But he said, one thing I know for sure. Yes, God is real. Oh, I can feel it. Let's 
Pentecostal brothers and sisters. We learned a whole lot from their hymnody. I want you to look at one that you may have heard growing up on number 126 called Deeper, Deeper. This was a hymn written by Charles Price Jones, born in 1865, died in 1949. He is the founder of the Church of Christ Holiness USA. He was a partner in ministry with Charles H. Mason. And in fact, in the establishment of the Church of God in Christ, Charles Price Jones was one of the first officers in that organization. It was Charles Price Jones who was the prolific hymn writer. Unfortunately, we don't hear that name much as Baptist and Methodist. Because holiness and Pentecostals were kind of the marginalized and the outcasts. But here's the truth. Charles Price Jones penned more hymns, text, and music than pretty much all of the composers we know combined. In the current 
hymnal of the Church of Christ Holiness USA, which is entitled His Fullness Songs. There are almost 500 of his hymns in existence, not to mention the 300 they never found. Let me just play one verse of Charles Price Jones here. Let me tell you very quickly what happened to him. You know, we got a lot of Baptists in the house, so we may as well tell the truth and shame the devil. Charles Price Jones was born in a little town called Kingston between Rome and Atlanta. He was the son of a slave owner and a slave mother. You know about those arrangements. So they got him out of Georgia and sent him to Arkansas to be educated. And he went to Arkansas Baptist College, and there he educated, really found the Lord, and he went on, he pastored the church there in Arkansas, and later was called the Mount Helm Baptist Church in Jackson, Mississippi, 1894. Got down there and got the Holy Ghost. Got sanctified. Now, you know, Baptists didn't play that. You know, God in three persons, blessed Trinity, praise Father, Son, Holy Ghost is about as close as they got to the Holy Ghost. They sang that real fast and kept going. But he got the Holy Ghost. He got sanctified, so he had to go. So he founded the Church of Christ Holiness USA. Charles H. Mason, same thing, born and raised Baptist. He got the Holy Ghost. Oh, Lord, he got to speak tongue-tied, tongue-tongue, foot-stomping, all that. He, had, he definitely had to go. So he went on to found the Church of God in Christ. What is so interesting is because they were partners in ministry and grew up in and around Mississippi together, Charles uh, H. Mason's first church was, which is really the mother church of the Kojic, is St. Paul, Church of God in Christ in Lexington, Mississippi, founded where he first pastored in 1897. Meanwhile, C.P. Jones is still in Jackson, Mississippi. His songs and his music are still very live and well among the saints. So many times the songs get confused. They say, oh, that's a Charles H. Mason. That's no, that's a C.P. Jones. I don't know. Oh, it's just one of them sanctified songs. But listen to this, if you know this.
Charles H. Mason's For Real. And it's on page 
Church of God in Christ. Number 245 will be the last song that I lift up tonight. And this is a song by Judith McAllister. Some of you may not know this. Everybody knows her. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord. But there are 10 other hymns by Judy in this uh, collection that are just absolutely wonderful. I ask her as I'm out on the road, if I had to do one of your hymns, which would it be? And she quickly said, just for who you are. So would you sing this with me? Number 
to thank you for the gift of your time of being here today. I knew that this was a great occasion when uh, I saw you coming through the door and I said, well, people see rain and they stay home. People tell you they're coming and don't show. Other things happen. But I'm grateful for you and I am definitely grateful when I see the queen mother come in the door. Mama Lou. Stand up, Mama Lou. She called and told me, she said, I've got to be somewhere else, but I'm coming. And right there, you see it. Thank you so much. I am so grateful for each one of you being here and for the representation that you represent the church, the denomination, the choirs that you have. I am so grateful to GIA Publications right here in this city because there was a time that you would have thought that Kenneth Morris, Martin, and Morris would have been the publishers of our music for generations to come. But it's sad to think that some ones took much of that music that they had and took it in boxes and threw it away. It has been said that we have probably only about 35% of gospel music today and that some 70% has been lost. Can you imagine that? Only 35% of the music, because so much is lost. And I'm grateful for this. Uh, Tom Hawley, who, is, uh, who met many of you out in the lobby, is the vice president and comptroller for GIA. And there are a couple of things that are available. One thing I have not even seen. We did a CD. People say, oh, people don't buy CDs anymore. Well, I still know how to work them, and that doesn't say anything, because I'll give it in the 21st century sometime before 2025, but uh, there is a CD that is called 18 Ecumenical uh, Treasures from this hymnal. And what we did, we went into the studio and took two hymns that represent each of the denominations and recorded them for a total of 18. Um, That CD is finally available and it's out there. Also, this morning in the wonderful session I had with the choir, the name Lucy E. Campbell came up, and we talked about her, and uh, I mentioned that I have a chapter in my revised and uh, expanded edition of Let the Church Sing on Sacred Music and some other folks, one on Glenn Burley and some other things that musicians may want to take a look at. Uh, I don't do well at peddling books. There's a certain cheapness that you feel to have to peddle your own stuff, uh, but it does represent my scholarship. People call it try to talk me out of as much as I write. And when you tell them that I wrote it, they ain't interested in it. They just want, they want you to give them the oral version of your, of your research. But uh, I am happy to share that with you. Finally, I would like to say that today is, is special in that many of you are here and really have access to this hymnal for the first time. It came out in 2018. We were starting to go on the road with it. 2019 came. 
and before you know it, the whole world was shut down. So you, have, you are the first group here in Chicago to have access to this, uh, and we are delighted that you have come today and sung. When I think of the hymns that I selected and the ones that I skipped, know that there are almost 700 in here. We didn't put responsive readings. We didn't put prayers. We didn't try to do things from denominations. We just put that many songs in here. And I always tell folks, don't do what happens to so many people. You buy brand new hymnals and sing the same old songs. <laughs> they, I got my new hymnal. What you still singing? Pass me not. You know. And so I think the greatest thing that you can do after I told you, uh, I said to the choir earlier, uh, I would have said to you, open your hymnal to the inside cover, get a good strong pen, sharpie, a marker, and write the word stolen from at the top and then put your name under it. So that should the devil try to take your hymnal, it's hard to sing from a hymnal that's got stolen from Dr. Ludella Evans. <laughs> sitting there, you sitting there singing. You'll be zapped every time. You'll get just, just, just mess up your throat singing from a stolen hymnal. But uh, be sure that you can identify uh, your hymnal. So thank you so much for coming. Thank you so much for the wonderful hospitality, uh, Pastor Person, who is my Morehouse brother. It was great playing the organ in the church today and thinking of the wonderful, wonderful history of this church and the tremendous uh, uh, hospitality that I received from the music director, Sister Susan, and from the choir. You all have been with me since 9 o'clock this morning, and I promised you all that I kept one eye on the music and one eye on the clock. So I thank you so much for being here, and I turn you now back into the hands of Dr. Percy. I will tell you that we strategically selected the closing hymn so put one thumb on number 212. It's Thomas Dorsey's God Be With You Till We Meet Again. But it's got the part in it that most folk don't know. And when I was at the Ebenezer Church in Atlanta, oh, this is the part where the sopranos would sit back and they'd just wait for this part so they could hit up on the high notes. And uh, they'd go in. One lady wouldn't sing the whole time. She'd just get to this part, take her gum out, hit the note, and uh, go back into chewing. But this has the whole uh, uh, piece that Dorsey wrote. We've heard God be with you till we meet again, but you have the full version in this hymnal. And it's just, you'll see what it is when we sing it and how appropriate to end in this setting. Yes, would you, I want to thank my brother who called me as I was getting off the plane to say he was bringing folk. I know you won't call me again in life. He walked in the door, I thanked him, and then put him right on the organ and gave him a hymnal. I want to thank Dr. Randall Curtis Johnson for accompanying today. Uh, just walked in the door, ain't seen the hymnal yet, and just thank you so much for your, your musicianship. And would you introduce our percussionist over there? Who is that? Oh, that's uh, Mr. Everett Newchurch, who also happens to be my brother, but he is the percussionist here at Ebenezer. Well, we're not going to belabor. I want to acknowledge all of the clergy in the building. If you would stand, is that Pastor Powell back there? Oh, you, I got to acknowledge Pastor Lorraine Powell uh, and others that are here. Uh, Pastor Anthony, I didn't get your name, sir. And others, the, my AME, Pastor Vincent, and I didn't get your name as well. But welcome to Ebenezer Missionary Baptist Church. 
We want to say to uh, Dr. Abington, thank you so much for uh, allowing us to, to uh, host this event. You have been a godsend. I told the congregation this morning uh, that there are like two or three people that I have always, since I've been in ministry, that I have prayed God would give me an opportunity to serve in ministry with. Uh, a couple of the people he already knows, uh, brothers of ours from Morehouse, uh, but I have always wanted to have Jimmy Abin to, to come wherever I was, and God has made it so. So to God be the glory. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. He is one of the most gifted musicians I have ever known, and I've known a lot, and a lot of y'all are here today. I see Brother Chip Johnson here. Uh, I have been able to follow him down through the years, and others of you are here. Just, you don't know how you have blessed so many houses of worship by your commitment to God's work in music. And so we salute you. We salute you. Uh, and um, Mama Ludella, we, you are just a, you, you're a walking legend. And you know that a seat of welcome always awaits you here yes, at Ebenezer. <laughs> I'm going to ask you to do me a, what the young people call a solid, a favor. I'm going to ask you, uh, I need to get your pastor to come visit Ebenezer, my Morehouse brother and Alpha brother. I, we we got to connect, Pastor Sharp. I know you can pull some strings and make that happen. So uh, I don't want to belabor the moment because, you know, I hate Baptist remarks. Because then you got to bring up the first vice president, the second vice president, and the chaplain. We're going to sing this last hymn, and we are going to depart. Now, what I'm going to ask, uh, uh, I want to ask you all who are here to continue uh, to pray for Ebenezer. I want you to share uh, what you've experienced today. I want you to share and talk to people about the hymnal. We don't want to lose this. We don't want to lose this. We want to promote this. And I know that our music ministry is going to be using that hymnal in the future. But I ask you to pray for Ebenezer as we have embarked on a $1.3 million project to restore our, our church, our building. God has blessed us. God has blessed us. And you've seen the scaffolding outside and the workers going to start coming tomorrow. And so we're asking you to pray with us. Because you know that there's some churches that we love have had some mishaps. Right? Right? And so we want you to pray with us that everything will go well. We are going through phase one. Uh, phase two, three, and four will be coming uh, as God blesses this faith community. So let's stand for the benediction. Let me just say again, page 212. If you're here and you know somebody that should have been here, Take a hymnal home to them. There's still some available, I believe.
He has done great things. He has done great things. Oh, bless his Do me like the Lord. Oh, can't nobody do me like Jesus. Oh, please, my, my friend. I feel right, church, and y'all better pray with me. I said, pick me up and turn me around, y'all. He picked me up and turned me around. And then he picked me up and turned me around. I said, he. My friend, oh, the blood. Oh, Jesus. I promise I'm going to sing some more to stuff in it. Oh, the blood. Oh, Jesus. Oh, the blood of Jesus. Jesus, that water water as snow, or reaches to the high is mountain, as it flows to the Lord, his valley, oh, oh, oh. That gives me strength <laughs> from day my door today. It will never, ever, ever lose. It will never, never, ever lose. It will never, never, never lose. It's power, power, wonder word in the blood. I'm going to give you all the limit of the Lamb. Oh, there is power. Power. 
wonder-working power in the precious blood of the Lamb. Y'all, can we keep singing them songs in the church? <laughs> oh, God.
we see your glory. We see your glory, Lord. You're high and you're lifted up. And your train fills the temple. We worship you, we worship you, we worship you, we worship you. Oh, we worship you. Oh, we bow down in your presence as the angels do. And we cry, holy. Holy, 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 Show yourself. We want to really, really, really know you. So we worship. How we worship your majesty. Dominion. Power. It belongs to you. Jesus. Thank you. 